Welcome to The Comeback. On today's episode, we interview Lou Grassi. Lou's a pretty dynamic individual. He's the CEO of Grassi & Co., one of the top accounting firms in the tri-state area, and really has created just a dynamic company. A lot of what Lou said was pretty interesting. You know, he, uh, they didn't step off the gas during the whole pandemic. A lot of it is, you know, touching the clients, you know, staying in touch with the clients on a regular basis, and even, you know, the marketing, the networking. Um, it's adjusted, of course, but really, you know, they were as aggressive and more aggressive uh, than pre-COVID. And I've seen the results from what he said. Let's go over to the interview now. In the last few weeks, business has picked up substantially, you know, phase two, phase three. Um, but who knows if that's just pent up demand right from the past two, three months, people sitting on the sidelines. What's the profile of the buyer? Yeah, the profile, it's interesting. We, we've done market reports the past few, uh, past few months, every three weeks. The profile of the buyer, this most recent, you know, uptick is under the average purchase price, right? Under 1.5, right? So it's people that are, you know, buying their first apartments, not the people that you're talking about, right? It's not the- But is it, uh, is it a couple? Is it a single person? Uh, it, it's a little bit of couples and, and young single, young uh, couples, young single families, young families. I'd say it's um, not the super wealthy. So out of 40 deals- only two or three of those were north of $3 million. Only four of them were north of $2 million. So that, that goes along of what you're saying. You know, yes, the, uh, a lot of those folks might be out of the city. Listen, maybe they're holding onto their properties. Maybe they're selling, but they may not be in the city for at least, you know, the end of the year, right? Maybe for the next year, right? 2021. Um, so we'll have to see, listen, if there, there's a, and how much is the um, selling price off the asking? So that's price? the our, our new analysis. It was about eight nine percent. I'm sure it came down a little bit over the last few weeks. So figure anywhere between five and ten percent. Um, and and listen, if you north of five million dollars, that could be ten to twenty percent, right? Five hundred thousand dollars could be one to two percent. So. There's definitely New York City. I always say you, you can't generalize, right? right. I mean, year, I'm every... playing golf next week with Pam Lieberman. She's the president of Cochrane. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get her perspective on things. But uh, do you know her? Yep, Pam sure. for sure. I think the luxury the luxury market four million or or higher is the market that's pretty stagnant right now. A, as you said, a lot of people are in Florida or out of New York City, so they're just leaving their New York City apartment. But the question is, at some point, we need a meeting of minds with buyers and sellers. Yes, the market will reset price-wise. That's where I think the, the pedal will hit the metal, so to speak. I mean, but we, we obviously clearly have a leadership issue, um, and we have a safety issue in the city right now with a lot of people. A lot of people are concerned for their safety. Uh, especially, you know, wealthy. I mean, this person on, on Park Avenue, you know, the, uh, you know, looters ran into the lobby, spray painted the whole lobby and then just left. So it, it scared the, the hell out of him because, you know, uh, anyone with money today is, is a victim or a villain. So, Lou, what's, what's been a, a little bit of the silver lining through all of this, whether personally with the company, you know, what have you learned? What have you, you know, what steps have you taken to kind of maybe? Uh... I think we've caught the competition sleeping in a lot of uh, cases. Um, I think 
people were worried about cutting costs and et cetera. Um, we caught a lot of people sleeping on PPP. We did a lot of webinars, picked up a lot of clients from other firms who basically told them that we don't do that. Um, picked up a number of really, really nice situations. Um, we continued marketing during this period of time. We never stopped. Uh, we never stopped reaching out to the, the uh, niche communities that which we serve. And that has proved uh, fruitful. So um, I think that's the silver lining. Um, we're up um, through the end of May. We didn't finish June's uh, financial yet. Uh, it'll be finished next week, but we're up about 6% year over year. And the industry is averaging um, flat. The top 100 firms are pretty much flat. Um, we never stopped marketing. We never stopped, you know, we, we modified what we did. Obviously, we didn't do in-person events, but we did a lot of uh, Zoom cocktail hours where we, um, we had a wine tasting. We sent all the participants in industry groups a bottle of wine. We had the winemaker from California on the phone doing a wine tasting. So we just kept doing events. They, we modified the events, but we just kept doing events. And I think a lot of our competitors just were like hunkered down. What about uh, from, a, I guess, a technical standpoint with your staff, with your, how have you, uh, you know, transitioned? How's everybody doing? And, and well, kind of what are you looking for? I mean, for? anyone who didn't feel safe coming back to the office, we've kind of, they had good reason. We, we obviously, um, we're on an alternating schedule starting last Monday which was the day after the uh, Monday after the 4th of July, we went, we go to an AB schedule. Uh, we have half of our staff in excluding our Manhattan office, but most of them live in, in, you know, the suburbs somewhere. So we have an office close to them, whether it be Westchester, New Jersey, um, or Long Island. Um, so I would say probably 75% of the, uh, People in our New York City office are at a suburban office, but everyone is on an AB schedule. Um, unless you're in a private office and you're a partner, then you know you pretty much pick and choose how often you want to come in, and there's no there's no direct schedule. We have our own, not, we have our you're not office. seeing clients. What's that? You're not seeing clients face to face, so most client meetings are either Zoom or conference, yeah. telephone. You know, every day, um, there's one way in and one way out of every office. No matter if there's more than one way, you have to take your temperature uh, at the door. Um, you have to pretty much write a statement that you have believe that there's no reason why you're you're ill. Everyone is a minimum of six feet apart. Um, so having the A and B days allows us, so we had to re-engineer our office and allows everyone to be more than six feet apart. That's awesome. So any silver lining as far as, I know you're a, a, a golf, someone that loves to play golf. 
I, a lot of people have taken up that passion and spent time now just because people are at home more. Well, um, I've, I've played more golf, but uh, that's the good news. The bad news is my handicap has not moved. Right, right. <laughs> that's par for the course. So how are you guys doing? I mean, um, obviously being heavy real estate, it could go either way because are you seeing transactions go through? Because we've had a number of clients have, have transactions go through. Number of transactions, both on the residential and commercial side and a fair number of new deals. Uh, I have a couple large loans from a lot of local community banks. I know you serve on the board at Flushing. Uh, yes. Banks similar to that that we represent uh, are active. There's no question credit standards have changed, uh, debt service coverage ratios. I think a lot of credit, credit metrics that are used are tightening up for banks. But there's, you know, there's still activity out there. Rates are low, so there's a lot of ability to really increase cap rates. Right? There's, I think there's a lot of people looking at everything negative. The, the truth is with debt so inexpensive, things, numbers will work if people work it the well, right I mean, way. People will be geniuses in three years from now or two years from now. And, and as I say to everyone, you know, we're one headline away from this thing going beyond us. When you have everyone in the country, I mean, every, every pharmaceutical company in the world trying to find a cure, somewhere along the line, someone's going to find it. And in, it may be in three months from now, it may be in six months from now, maybe a year from now. But I think that, you know, and the one thing about humans uh, is that their memories are very short. And I think that things will get back to what I call the next normal. I don't call it a new normal because we, as humans, we evolve. So it's the next normal, which is the next cycle in, our, in, in human history. So I think we'll evolve to the next normal and um, things will be different, but there will be a lot of things that will revert. Everything kind of reverts back to the mean. Um, and as a consequence, I think things will have some normalcy. Now, I think large tenants in Manhattan are clearly looking at suburban space and saying, if there is another pandemic, it would be prudent for us to have suburban space. And I think a lot of the major tenants are, are looking at that. Um, our lease is up in New York City office. Um, we had too much space going into this. Fortunately, we sublet it, um, some of the space we had. We were gonna do a merger, it never came through. We had the space, so it, it's a long story, but we were subletting uh, half of our tenants, subtenants pay, half of them haven't. Um, but do I think we're gonna get as much space in the city? Absolutely not. We will not. Um, do we absolutely need to be in the city for our international clients? Absolutely. You know, if you tell them, you know, we'll, we'll meet you in our Jericho office, they may think it's in Idaho, Jericho. You know, they know one thing coming into the city. So I think that um, things will change, but, um, you know, humankind, uh, mankind evolves. So I think, I think we'll, like I said, this time next year, I think we'll be in a clear resemblance to um, where we were. 
Yeah, it's a transition, yeah. right? Think, think it's not happening overnight, clearly. And, you know, as things open up, people are, there's a group of people that are ready to go hit the ground running and then those that are more reserved. So, you know, for us as I guess professional services, right, it's about, you know, seeking out the opportunity, right? For us, it's a lot of the same with you is being consistent, right? The joke was we we're all zoomed out, right? I, I was getting, and that's a good thing when we're, you know, talking to people so much and your clients and, and the referral partners where, listen, you, you, you push it, you push yourself to where they've said, Andrew, listen, I, I've seen you so much over the past two, three months when maybe the competition, you know, hasn't really done that. But now it's over the summer months, it becomes a different challenge, right? People are coming and going. People may not want to interface with you, but how do you, maybe through a different avenue, you know, remain consistent and let people know you're there to be a resource. Number one, I think during the pandemic, even now, right, you want to be a resource. It might not be revenue driving. What, I, what I've found is just calling people right, and basically saying, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, everyone loves to pontificate. And while they're pontificating, you know, you're in touch with them. And that's what we're doing with all of our clients. We're touching them. Even now, like you said, people just, you know, want to, um, um, you know, it's the summer, et cetera, but people still like having contact with other human beings. Um, and they love pontificating. So we'll let them pontificate. And this whole Zoom concept, right? You can, you know, everybody kind of needs the personal touch, right? Some of us are, you're home with your families. You're not socializing as much. It's nice to see, you know, somebody. There's an emotional exactly. element to it. There, exactly. there's, and sometimes a text well, message Alan, where, where, where are you? You're on the island as well, correct? That's right. I live in Syosset. That's what I thought. And Andrew? I'm in uh, northern Jersey, upper Saddle River. Okay. Yeah, so you're right. We have an office in Park Ridge. And I, 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 oh, yeah, right there. Not too far from that. So what else? What are your thoughts going forward for the summer and for, for beyond? For maybe your just your industry. What are you you know, what are you excited about? What are you uh, what are some of the challenges? I think our industry um, is by its nature a very defensive industry. Um, they play a defensive game. Um, we tend to play an offensive game. So um, I think that that's an opportunity for us. And it's been an opportunity for us over the last several months. When things get back to normal, you know, everyone will start playing an offensive game. But, you know, I, I always tell everyone um, that um, we do better in, in bad economic times. And we, we're, we're, we're at or above industry norms during good times. And we're off the charts during bad times because everyone kind of abandons their plans. And, you know, I've been driving this firm that we're not abandoning anything. We're modifying it, but we're not going to abandon anything. And the results are there. Well, so we find that, you know, in times like this, people are going to come to the seasoned professional, the person they can rely on, as opposed to maybe let me try this new firm, this new accounting firm that, I've heard about, but they want the reliable, you know, they it's, want someone who's reliable. It's happening every day. I mean, it happens every day when you know, you know when it's happening when someone just says, listen, I'm very happy with my accountant, but I just want to, I just want to ask you this one question. Um, and 
you know, you, you answer the question, you follow up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just took someone out to play golf and um, who was just a quote unquote, he was very happy with his account and just had some questions answered, a tax group met with, you know, I mean, over Zoom, et cetera. I took him out to play golf. And on the first hole, he told me how much he loved his accountant. And by the 18th hole, basically <laughs> said, that son of a bitch, I should, have, I should have fired him 10 years ago. I said, God, I'm not making this thing. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's all about contact. This is a contact sport. Growth is, growth is a contact sport. If you're not willing to make the investment in people and in relationships, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to have a future. You need to be investing. And it's the same thing with our people. We, are con we, can we didn't stop any of our programs, our internal training programs. We didn't stop any of them. We kept it going. I mean, obviously, the partners may get hit in the pocket at the end of the year. But I think we have great staff and I think they'll brag and tell everyone that, you know, we didn't, we didn't do anything. You know, we didn't, we didn't do what the other firms did. We didn't cut their salaries 10%. We didn't cut anything. Hopefully that will go a long way. Tool. Hopefully that will go a long way. But we'll see. That's great. That's great. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for joining us. It's been great. And, um, I've already told my partner group that uh, you guys will represent us when we uh, do a new lease in Manhattan. We're yeah, ready. We appreciate it. I'm very impressed with you guys. So. All right. Thank well, you, Luke. Right, Take guys. care. Thank you. You got it. You can listen to the comeback on Spotify or watch our interviews on YouTube.